Hi guys, you're now listening to episode 57 of the No Shame in My Name podcast. I'm your host Juliana and today we're joined by a special guest. Hey. Hi. Hi Juliana. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm probably just going to go ahead and introduce myself, but like my name is Veronica. I'm one half of I Don't Know To Be On This podcast. We are a safe space for people who don't be knowing. Sweet. Thank you so much. And wait, how long have you been podcasting for? Oh, okay. So right now, I think it's about like a year and a bit. Um, So we started um, June or July last year. Um, And so, yeah, it was, it's been a journey. It's been really, really fun, really, really enjoyable. I do it with like um, one of my friends. Her name is Michelle. Have you known Michelle for long? I'm always intrigued, like... Yeah, Michelle and I have been friends for about um, nine years now. Um, So quite a long time. Uh, So how we first started off is there was like a great debacle when we went into university, um, where some of us, we applied for on-campus accommodation, but loads of us didn't get it. And we only found out two weeks before we were about to go into campus. So imagine like you're there packing your stuff, packing your stuff, thinking, oh, I'm going to go onto this campus. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go onto this campus com- accommodation. Da, 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 da. And then two weeks before we were about to like, you know, um, travel up to uni and actually move in. The university told us like, oh, basically we let in way too many people. <laughs> And we don't have a conversation for like about 50 of you guys. And it was so strange. Um, So there was like, they they basically sent the email to us in a mass email. Looking back at it now, it was really poorly handled. So they sent us an email in a mass email and we're just like, oh yeah, basically we don't have um, a thing for all of you. And Michelle went through the names. I think I was working at the time, so I hadn't seen the email. So Michelle went through the names and she found, she was trying to look for names of people that sounded Nigerian. Oh my gosh. No oh, shame wow. in my name. That's so crazy. Names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was trying to look for names of people that sounded Nigerian and that sounded like they'll be women. Um, and so, uh, strangely enough, we, um, we celebrate, we call it our friend anniversary. Um, and, uh, we celebrated that like, um, in like, uh, um, mid September. Um, and we were, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and the way it, it, it was introduced was Michelle was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so annoyed by this. And then she was like, I just really want to move into a house. You sound like a really cool person. Um, uh, are you, um, I'm looking for women to move into a house with me with, and my response was just like, hi, I'm Veronica. I'm annoyed. Mine, and I am female. <laughs> 18 year old me was just like, to the point. <laughs> On that note, I guess my first question, which I ask all my guests is, um, what name are you bringing to the podcast, Veronica, and why? So uh, the name I'm bringing is Ezinne, which is my Igbo name and why I'm bringing that name. I am very strongly attached to my name. Wasn't always this way, definitely wasn't always this way inclined, uh, but very strongly attached to my Igbo name. It holds quite a lot of weight for me in a personal, ancestral, and I I really love it. I think, um, and also one thing I also really like about myself is my initials spell out ever, like, everlasting um and so yeah that's the thing i'm bringing to my name bringing to the podcast oh that's great so wait as in there is your first name mm, interesting story it was um so when i was when i was younger oh, wow. um, yeah when i was younger i used to be 
is in there, Veronica, instead of Veronica is in there. Um, and then, um, oh my words, <laughs> this is a really good story about names actually. So when I, when I was younger, um, so I was like quite a hyperactive kid. I didn't want to ever hold my mom's hand when I was like walking back from school. And yeah. at the time at school, they would call me, they would, they would call me, they would refer to me by, um, as isn't there. I didn't want to hold my mom's hand, but my mom always had a rule that like, you know, you can let go of the pram and you can, cause I have younger brothers and sisters, you can let go of the pram and you can let go of my hand. But when you get to a certain point, like she'll say, okay, when you get to like the, you know, the third letterbox, or when you see the letterbox, you have to stop. And so there was one day I was, you know, doing my thing. She told me the rule, like when you get to the end of the street, you have to, or when you get to a letterbox, you have to stop. So she saw me coming up to a letterbox. I wasn't slowing down. I kept on running. I went past the letterbox. My mom was calling me, isn't there? Uh, kept on running. Then she was like, no, stop when you get to the lamppost. So the lamppost kept on running. Stop when you get to the end of the street. And by she kept on going, isn't there? Isn't there? Are you not listening to me? Are you not listening to me? So obviously little four-year-old me was getting very annoyed. So <laughs> I, and then my auntie was there at the same time, right? And my auntie was like, can she not hear us? Um, stop, we're telling you to stop. And they both like, obviously were, get, were getting increasingly annoyed. But in my head, I was obviously getting increasingly annoyed too. And I just stopped, I turned around and I was like, why are you saying my name like that? My teacher told my name, my teacher told me my name is Ezinne, not Ezinne. And my mom was like, ah. Uh-uh. My mom was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, so I'm not listening to you because you're not saying my name properly. Mom was like, oh my gosh. Like, and my mom was like, the name I gave you, like the name that is my, like my ancestral name that is like, is what you are calling Ezinne. And strangely enough, my auntie till this day, she calls me Ezinne. She doesn't call me Ezinne. What's the proper pronunciation? Is it Ezinne? Ezinne, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Ezinne, not Ezinne. And obviously, you know, like anglicized tongue was pronouncing it pronounced as Ezinne. Um, And so everyone in my class was. So I was like, what is this woman? Like, I was like to mom, you know, like, why are they not calling? They're calling me out. They're not calling me by my name. Like, you know. (laughs) My mouth is literally hanging (laughs) out. And that very, the the next day, my mom went into um, the civic center and changed my name around. Seriously? Yeah, and that's why Veronica Ezene instead of Veronica. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then Ezene became the name I use with my family. My mom, my family members refer to me as Ezene. Um, Some friends who um, trying to get, try and get light and bright refer to me as Ezene. Even now, the way I say it, right, I say it in the way that my sisters and brothers say it, like Ezene. Yeah, it's Ezene. That's proper pronunciation. Can you talk to me about the meaning of Ezine? Yes. And what does it mean to you, if you're willing to share? Yeah, sure. Um, so Ezine means good mother. Ezi and Ned, good mother. What does it mean to me? Many things. Okay, so there's so many things I actually found out my, about my name in the pandemic as well. So when, um, a bit about me, mm, I think I'm uh, the second. So my name is Veronica Ezine, surname the second. When I was born I think a few years or a few months before I was born my dad found out that his mum died and so um, my name is an attribute attribution to that like the good mothers that bring things upon the world so that is one of the meanings of my name I am somebody that like really wants to be a mother so mm-hmm. I've always found it so weird that my name is in there is that's what it means it means someone that is a good mother that issues ushers in good motherhood and um, someone that's kind 
um, kind to themselves uh, and by virtue kind to those around them. Um, so when I was younger, I, I heavily attributed this to God, you put a baby in my arms and I just felt like I was at peace. Like this was like a five-year-old, like putting babies in a five-year-old arms. I just felt like this one sense of peace. I was like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. Um, recently when my grandma passed away, I realized that my name was actually a title. So it's a title that are, that is bestowed on, I think from my grandma's side of the village, it's a title that is um, grandma's side of the yeah village um it's a title that's bestowed on good mo- good mothers or mothers that um show examples like you know like w- w- like dedication to legacy like mothers that mm-hmm. are dedicated to their lineage and their legacy and that doesn't extend to just biological children so that extends far and wise to communities to different people that they help um and it's it's a name in which like the way my mum was describing it to me it's a name or it's a title in which other women bestow on another woman and when you get that title you get to a certain age and you get that title and it's like rah this is a form of honor and it's a form of acknowledgement of your like dedication to yourself and those that come after you and as someone that is heavily like even even it's so weird because um I'm currently studying my master's as well as like working and I'm actually doing my dissertation (laughs) at the moment well the literature review of my dissertation and I'm learning about how black communities bind together and create structures that kind of help protect them from um from the stupidity for lack thereof of another word stupidity of systems that work in a way to oppress and subjugate and marginalize people in a health way and i when i look at that and i look at the way communities bind together then i look at my name which is an attribution to somebody that is dedicated to communities that are both biologically theirs and not biologically theirs. I just feel like this sense of oneness. It was so strange because when I, I'm reading this like, scientific paper and I'm actually crying, I'm like, people are trying. <laughs> people are trying out here to find and create spaces for themselves that just protect themselves for a little bit longer. And I just think of my name and I'm just like, oh, I'm where I'm meant to be. <laughs> but yeah, that's a bit about my name. So when I was younger, I've always been really, really obsessed with names. And I don't know whether this is probably something that was taught to me about the importance of your name, um, which is why my mum deliberately changed it. Because she like she I remember she wasn't angry at me when this happened. She was just like, no, your name is way too. This name is way too sacred. Like it's a it's a it's kind of like your legacy. You know, it's the way you march forward in this world. And I think it's definitely a family thing that taught the importance of names. Like each one of my names um, from Veronica um, as in there, my surname is it's so crazy how it's really really like community driven you see the way in which naming structures particularly the way in which like black and black african families and also black caribbean families black african-american families black families across the diaspora but black communities try to 
uphold a sense of protection like div- uh, that's almost divinely ordained through the way that your name is given to you and through the hopes in which that they hope your name will achieve through this world right like who they hope what what people hope what virtues people hope that you'll bring through this world through your name um and yeah i think that for me my name was something that i always knew when i was younger as well oh my god when i was younger i used to um be so annoyed because my brothers and sisters had like chi based names so annoyed that i didn't have a chi based name i was like oh but like my sister has this my brother has this my younger brother has that i don't have a chi based name and that's when like i used to cry about it because their songs were always featured in like ibo ibo music <laughs> So I used to be so annoyed and my grandma gave me my, um, my other name. She was like, oh, how has no one, other, other, ooh, how has no one ever told you your other name? And my other, she gave me my other Igbo name, um, as well. So, which is a chi based name, which I really, really love. Um, and she was the only person that would call me my chi based name. So I really love that as well. For people listening who don't know what a chi-based name is, can mm. you give us like a breakdown? Yes. And also tell us why it was so important for oh, you. Okay, perfect. So a chi-based name, I can speak throughout, I can speak about chi, the, the conceptualization of chi and the way um, chi within Igbo, within like uh, th- th- through colonization, the way um, the understanding of chi, like the way Igbo people have crafted a different understanding of chi. So through post colonialization, chi is something that Chuku, who is the creator, um, gives to you. And it's strange because this this stuff, right? I can remember conversations about the chi based things within Igbo culture being had around me and why it was why it was important my family's like very heavily catholic and why this stuff was important right um but it wasn't until I've got older and I've started learning more about like Igbo cosmology Igbo spirituality Igbo culture um that I've understood the importance of chi so your chi is um someone that like it's it's like your god self within you so the the part of you that like you know the part of like your spirit that comes from god that god um, chineke as in chineke which in Igbo is the god who creates or the the entity that creates and chineke has given everybody a piece of their own chi there's an Igbo phrase called <laughs> my dear my Igbo is very very anglicized so please but it translates to um I'm trying, I'm trying to find i know what it is in english but i'm like mm, how do i put it out in Igbo? Uh, which is when a person says yes that she also says yes to so it's almost like you create the life you want with god within you as well so the the when i was younger i was just crying for a chi-based name because i wanted a song that had my name in it because everybody had like you know a song that that applauds applauds or um gives a reverence to chi which the way that um the way more post-colonial forms of uh Igbo cultures understand chi is through god so chi it, it, chi is a synonym for god it was so beautiful like one when i learned about my chi name and um and um, I'm still learning about it because I was just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still learning bits about it and like the, the importance of it. But I 
when I was younger was definitely for superficial reasons. And I thought it also sounded quite nice. And it was Mm -hmm. so strange to me that like, you know, like people would say the name Chi sounds like a monkey noise. You know, in school when they would make like those funny bits, like (laughs) I used to be like, that sounds so beautiful. Like to me, like a Chi, and me, I would go home crying and begging my mom for my my Chi. (laughs) Why have you always been interested in names and where did that come from? I think I mentioned before, but like my interest with names is is the comes from and is centered on the ways in which people it it, it almost like gives people like um or it kind of ordains with people a um a way of life before you kind of have it, and it's so fun I think sometimes quite fun to me so when you under when you understand the meaning behind someone's name and the intention that like their parents or guardians might have set when giving them or bestowing them that name it's so interesting to me to see how that then translates to the person and the way in which that person lives their lives or the way Mm -hmm. in which that person almost without knowing it because each time you call someone by their name you're calling onto them kind of like the virtue that you want them to have, you know? So each time, so sometimes when um, now the intention I see behind my name is that when people call me as a name, I don't always, you know, attribute it to this, but when I call, just especially when I call myself that, I teach myself the the grace, the compassion, the um, honor, the dedication that I must have within myself and how that is translated into communities around me, be them friends, family, work you know because my name is from my grandma's side it's an honor like people you know people be calling like you know um a really good mom as in there just by virtue but people rarely um to have that name as a birth name i've come to understand it as the way in which i must like remother or re-understand myself that aligns with my god self and the way in which God created me to be. So it's it's a name, it's a name for me that is intrinsically intertwined with like self-compassion and self-grace, self-nurturing, but also a form of discipline that is crafted on an in- intense understanding of who you are as a person and what discipline and dedication look like to you within those parameters. That's why names are important to me. Wow, you're so articulate when you speak. (laughs) I wanted to ask, ask, um, initially when you told me that story of you running past Mm. all the signposts that your mum and auntie had given you, Mm. I thought you were going to say that that they changed the name because... Like, I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting that ending to the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting how um, your mum changed your name to, to almost protect you. And those yeah. themes of like protection are, yeah, just heavy. Yeah. Like it's a form of like, yo, you guys, if you guys aren't pronouncing this correctly, you ain't going to have it. Like, you know, take a name that you can pronounce. I was going to ask you, how can we teach people? Because... Mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like learning a, d- a new language. For myself, mm-hmm. I do not speak Ibo. Mm-hmm. And I know that my accent, obviously, is like London accent. You could say British, mm-hmm. but I might say an Ibo word and my accent comes through. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine for someone who's like, like maybe 
not Ibe, non Ibe, mm-hmm. pronouncing a name like is in there will be difficult. Mm-hmm. But is it important in your opinion? to get the pronunciation right and if so how can we like teach non-Ibo speakers mm. how can we teach people to say our names properly in a way that makes sense yeah. tones and inflections are incredibly important when one attributing like the the beauty or like the understanding of someone's name and I haven't always been the um the best so for example my surname boy it wasn't until very recently that I've started correcting people on the way in which to pronounce my surname but um I have a distinct understanding now about the importance of pronouncing it properly and so I think (laughs) it's very important one to lead with it but it's also a distinct understanding that like for many of our names it's a way that one are one ways that our parents have felt more connected to home and so Mm. they give us these these names as a way of connecting us one to our ancestry as well as connecting them to their journey of migration um so it's kind of a marker to you that a a marker for you in the world that signifies like lineage and legacy however though that doesn't often translate to the way that you will know how to say your name or you might not say you might know how to say your name with the correct tonal inflections and all the rest of that stuff because Mm -hmm. that in essence of the way that you know migration patterns are aligned and the way that black blackness specifically has been cultivated one if you think about the transatlantic slave trade and two even if you think about migration patterns that our parents have probably taken from going from um you know africa to Europe in the recent in the recent last 30 20 even 10 years you understand that understanding the tonal inflections of your name in essence is a privilege and so the grace in which I offer people or the grace in which I think that we all should offer people with learning how to pronounce their names correctly is understanding that not everybody was awarded the same privilege that I might have had. So, for example, the conversations around naming, the conversation around um, chi and a, and a distinct understanding of that, I was lucky to be bestowed on that or like the foundations of that by the conversations I was listening into but wasn't meant to be listening into when I was a child but that is very very privileged it's incredibly mm. privileged it's it's late that in itself is laced in privilege like the privilege that I know from this story that I've had to do was like literally my, you know and so I award people grace um but I understand the however there's also a distinct understanding of the importance of the tonality of our names. And Mm. I think it's on a case by case basis. Like there's some people that they might've been given the name as like their parents, their parents might've just been using it as a form of like, you know, a signpost of connection um, to their home lives. Um, But their parents themselves might, for whatever reason, have forgotten how to speak or to say their names properly or might not teach their children as a form of protection because in their minds, that's how protect, protection is translated by by not necessarily forgetting, but shielding you from this thing that this land is trying to teach you is wrong. So then how am I now going to blame the individual for saying, ah, you don't know how to, to tonally pronounce as in there or, you know, but, but I will say pinch your soul because when I do, when I do pronounce my name, especially on the phone to the bank, I, I, we will wait. You know, when they're like, can you confirm? Can you confirm that this is, and they bust out my name, like, that's not me. I can't confirm. We will stay there until we get it right. I recently watched an interview, actually. It was um, Zizi Mills' interview. She was interviewing Tani, Mm -hmm. Nigerian artist. Mm -hmm. And 
I forgot what Tenny's, oh, it was Teniola. They just kept going back and forth, back and forth. And I thought it was just like the way Tenny did it was quite interesting. Like the way she was teaching Zizi how to say mm. her name. So I'm wondering like, if you're on the phone to the bank and they're not saying your name right, because I'm coming to, to the understanding that people might have never heard your name before. Mm-hmm. But how do you go about like training them to say yeah. No matter like, you know, if you're, I'm just thinking Yoruba, I'm thinking Igbo, but I, um, I can't, again, I can't, I forgot like linguistics of how names are, f- um, how languages are formed, but the syllables are generally quite short, like Teni Ola, you know, Teni Ola. And then I just try to, I try and say it that way and then just tell them to put it together. And I'll be like, oh no, uh, I'll, I'll make a like light joke of it for them. Like, no, it's Ezinne. And I'm like, oh, as in there, like, mm, nearly, as in there. <laughs> and then, like, I have about three times. And if I get it wrong on the third time, I'm like, hmm, well, uh, what was that? Well, we all have our own crosses to bear. Like, that's, that's what I'll say as a way of saying, well, you better get it right. And then they always, they, because of <laughs> I've realized that sometimes when you have the quote on the um the name that is a bit different to people's tongues you somehow internalize the shame because of the way that the system has taught you that your name and your understanding of the world is different to other people's right so you internalize it because you've been packing the shame for a while so you internalize the shame and in those types of conversations you don't you don't see it as a form of like but this is my name like why is it the the name like Tenny, Barry, the same two syllables. You know what I mean? Like it's actually the same two syllables, the same two terms of inflection are in both of those names. But because of the land we live in, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, you know, if um, if like someone from a different culture went to Nigeria, they, like the way my mom struggles to pronounce Scottish names because of like, obviously, because that's not her baseline. I, I, it's not a bad thing, but it's just like the respect needs to be given. And I also think like the one piece of advice I will have for people is not to internalize the shame that is felt with it. Because I think often, often when you're the one correcting, it's like, why are you correcting me? It's your name that's hard. You should let me say it in the way that I know how. And so, do you know, sometimes, you know, when you're on the bank, you've probably been on hold for like 40 minutes or so. It's a case of time. <laughs> I will do it three times. And then if they don't get it the third time, I'll say, mm, well, we all have our own crosses to bear because it is not my tongue that has to be ashamed. It is yours. And then usually <laughs> after that, <laughs> usually after that, they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I just call you Veronica? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But then they will know from that that it's not my, it's because the key thing about this is that one, you know, grace and um, grace is important, but also holding yourself to a, holding yourself and your lineage and your, your, who you are to an incredible high standard is important. um, And the ways in which you do that are important as well. So that's, that's where I would go. That's where I usually go about it. <laughs> I think, no, that's really interesting, actually. Mm. That whole piece around like shame and not internalizing the shame. Mm. I definitely felt that. I don't go by my Ibo name. I go by my f- like first name. Mm. So yeah, I guess when my parents call me my, my middle name, mm. it, see, it sounds the most authentic. So I just like hearing them say my name. Like mm. Even I don't like to say my middle name with my accent because I feel like it defies the tonal, the no. right tone for it. But then I still feel like it's still your name and still like, 
this is this is like where the whole thing about like the privilege of learning the tones so for example when grandma was alive hmm, that woman she 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 gave off that vibe that she didn't understand english that woman understood english very very well (laughs) i will speak to her in english she'll be looking at me as if like you know i'm dumb (laughs) and because of that i had to like really learn how to speak and speak and uh yeah speak Igbo basically I've always understood it but speak Igbo very very well I had to learn it through her because that was the only way I could communicate and I remember like when she was going back on the plane she left like a while ago but when she was going back on the plane she was like oh well like I, I like that this is when like the ruse was dropping she couldn't be bothered anymore and I was speaking like holes like she was watching the news and I was like and I was like, oh, grandma, do you, do you, do you understand? Do you want me to translate? She was like, no, I understand it. And I was like, so you've understood this whole time? She's like, yeah. Like, how else am I going to get you to know? But then what I'm trying to say there is like <laughs> the privilege there of one, having my grandma as a caregiver for like six years of my life oh, and wow. how that then translated into that situation where she wasn't speaking to me unless I like learned it through tone. So I'm like, okay, like the most important thing, especially with languages in general and especially a language like Igbo, which um, I think UNESCO has said is like dying out. Um, yes. So it's very scary. I know, right? Like the most important thing is that it continues. So I think in whatever vein it continues. And then it's just like, as, as time goes on, you will learn how to say it a bit better and like, you know, like learn your tones as well. Cause that's also a read for me. So I would say with you, like it's obviously whatever you feel comfortable with, but however you say it, it's important. Like, as I said, very recently, I only began correcting people on my, as in it and my surname very, very recently. Have wow. I only begun doing that? Um, and that's because I was like, Oh no, like I actually know how to say this properly now. Like I can probably correct people yeah. on how it's meant to be said. In terms of, I'm going to out myself here. I do not speak fluent Ibo. Mm-hmm. So I understand it mm. um, more than I can speak. I, I always mm-hmm. tell people that if you take me back to Nige and leave me there for three months, like in the East, when mm-hmm. everyone's speaking Ibo, then I'll probably pick it up because I know mm-hmm. languages. But mm-hmm. as of right now, just know the basics. But do you, mm-hmm. do you have anything you can teach us or in terms of like how to say your name properly? Can you like, can you like teach us how tonally it's supposed to sound mm, yeah sure um also i just want to say same like i'm just like leave me in the village for two weeks i'll be like ah there is <laughs> right now my mom was saying something the other day to me i was like am i even forgetting this like wow that's basic um but um <laughs> with me as in um it's i initially i thought it was a two-syllable name but actually it's a three-syllable name so ezzy um with each bits of my name with with um my name the inflections tend to go higher so the way i see it is like a w that doesn't connect at the end so uh, that's where i see my name move through water so ezzy ne oh it's two syllables sorry don't know why i thought three ezzy <laughs> ne uh so both of them just go up and then together ezne ezne yeah you yeah you said it perfectly even in the beginning I feel like I have an advantage though because I'm Ibo. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering how. Well, maybe the people listening might be practicing as they mm, listen. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That in there because it's different. It's it's not in the English language. Mm-mm. No, 
No, and the way you see it written is N-N-E. So you would assume that the way it's meant to be pronounced in English is knee. So as in, as in, like that's another thing. Oh, Siri, like Siri, Siri be calling me as in. Like Siri, um, I don't know who you think that is. I don't know how many times I've got to correct that, babe. Siri, be calling me as in. Um, but like, um, definitely, definitely, um, yeah. So I can understand that. So like, Ezzy is the easier part, but in there, um, and it's a, it, it's weird the way also it makes your tongue go. So it's almost like um, you're yeah. trying to make a sound and then you stop it halfway through, and then like, nah, you know. But yeah. Oh, having you say that, like my dad calls me. Well, sometimes he calls me in there. Yeah, like it's just so endearing. I'm just yeah. like, oh, so cute. I love it when they do that. Yeah, literally, like it's almost like it's almost like a pet's name. Like mm. I don't know, like an endearing term. Like he said at the beginning, like is in there this title of honor. But yeah, when he calls me that, it's just so like heartwarming. Definitely, I feel the exact same way. Oh, this has been so cute. My other question is, um, in terms of Ibo names, do you have, I know you've spoken that you, you favour the Chi names, but mm. do you have any favourite names that you like um, in general, actually? Yeah, when it comes yeah. to Ibo names. Yeah, my favourite name. Um, uh, oh my gosh, Woof, this is my favourite name. Nkosi Sochuku. And it means oh, wow. I've never heard that one before, you know. Mm, Kosi, like have you ever oh have you ever met like an Ebo boy or girl called Kosi? I think I've heard it thrown around, but yeah. I've never known the full the yeah. full version of it. Kosi Sochiku, that is basically like the way God wants it, it will go. Like it's kinda like, well, as God wills it in, in a way. Um Kosi uh means that in the way in which it's crafted, so means um it will go. And Chuku, like the creator. So the way the way it serves a creator, it will go. And I think that's such a beautiful name. Like mm-hmm. I I love one thing I love about Ibo names is generally they're quite genderless. My name is gendered, but it's one of the few Ibo names in general that are ch- technically genderless. Like in Ibo, anyone can have a name. Um and so I think it's so beautiful that like the name like Nkosi Sochuku, like whew. I think that's a really good name, a lovely name. And then another name that I love as well is Iferjika. What we have here is enough. Ooh, the things that we have you're here. You're throwing out all the non-conventional. Yeah, those are my favourite ones. Like, my favourite ones are the ones that, like, you hear them and they tell a story. Iferjika, or mm. in my dialect, we are Iferjika, like, the ones, the thing that we have here. Jika is almost like... It, it it's it's bursting with fullness so it's mm-hmm. bursting from the seams so what i have here is enough um so those are my two favorite Ibo names that that um, second one what was it Ifejika. um do you want me to spell it for you yeah please no worries i f e j i k a okay mm. i've actually never heard of that name that's so yeah. interesting it's generally a surname, yeah. Um, but I think it works. I think it can be someone's first name. Let me not lie. Like I think it can be um, a first name. I think it's a beautiful. It, it's just it's just a beautiful meaning. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. Like what 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 I have here is bursting. It's a, like the, the English translation of it is even is is even dead. Like in Igbo, it literally means like 
the thing I have here, what I have here is like bursting from the seams. Like, Jikaria, it's like, wow, this thing is, is heavy. <laughs> what I have here, the completion I have in my life, the fulfillment I have in my life, like where I am is okay. Like almost, it's almost like a name that grounds you in the present. You were saying, Hoo. I donn't know how to do that thing with that. Poor child. But yeah, that's my response to that. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, no, that's really, really interesting. When it mm. comes to like that season of your life, motherhood, mm. how important will names play in, in... Girl, those are my, oh, I shouldn't even probably saying black. Those are my two names. I don't, strangely enough, I don't believe in, um, I don't believe in kind of like, I, I, I don't, I also believe in like, even though these are two names that I like really, really love and that like, I kind of like call over people's lives because they're also like affirmations. Both of those names are actually, they're not even names, they are affirmations. I think names will be incredibly important, but I do think that almost like, you know, being in tune with yourself, being in tune with the whole pregnancy process, being in tune with your partner <laughs> is going to play a heavy role in like the name that you almost like bestow on your progeny, on your legacy. So I think it's going to be incredibly important. Did you say progeny? Mm-hmm. I'm doing an essay. Yeah, literally, uh, it's because it's I'm in dissertation mode. So I'm <laughs> No, it's good. It's good because I'm learning. I'm learning all these new <laughs> words. It's great. <laughs> you mentioned before. Um, <laughs> you, you said you, the name. You know the second name that you mentioned mm-hmm. will be said differently in your dialect. What mm-hmm. dialect is that? Is that a number? Emo. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, same. Ah, Snapsies. <laughs> yeah, emo. Because um, I remember um, how I found the name was I was looking at. There's like a BBC Nigeria article where someone speaks about the importance of their surname and it's like a similar story, but oh, they didn't think it was important when they were younger and they grew up and then they realized it was so important. Da, da, da. And, you know, um, they speak about the fact that um, their surname and what their surname means. And I remember I took it from that and I was like, oh, this doesn't make sense to me. Like even the, per- the way the person was translating, it, I was like, oh, I understand it, but it doesn't make sense. Then I realized, oh, probably like a different dialect. Because Igbo has so many dialects. But I kind of like Ihe Jika, Ihe, Ife. I like the name Ife. Like, I think Ife is one of those names that like, you never know if the person is Igbo or Yoruba. And I love yeah. names like that. Like, I love like Ola is another one. You never know if the person is Igbo or Yoruba when they have the name Ola. Um, and so I like names like that. You just say, I- I'm Nigerian, nondescript. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but like, I like Ife. Ihe. And one thing I also love about like Igbo names, especially like the longer ones, I don't think you can necessarily do with my name is like shorten it. Yeah. So like... Kosi so chuku kosi or kosi so. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we we go know the on Inkechi nyere Inkechi. Ife chuku, you know, ife. Yeah. I love like shortening names. So I like the fact that those names have a shortened version as well. Oh, you said your name doesn't have a shortened version. No. Good I My name is short enough that everyone. Yeah, but I think that's more so a pet name. Oh, okay. Like people wouldn't go around just saying Ezzy, they'll be like, Ezzy, okay. no. I think it's like a bit like endearing versus like other people, just the shortened version of their name is their name in essence. 
Like, you know, like no one ever goes around calling, I don't know, Ayola, like uh, an Ayola. Ayola, Ayola. People probably go like Ayo or Ola. That in essence is their name. Yeah. And I love that versatility. The versatility of names. Yeah. We've spoken about so much and I've learned so much from you. Oh, I feel you. like we need to have a separate conversation because I need to ask you about certain points yes, <laughs> that you shared. But I'm so grateful that you've been able to share, like give us a, a deeper understanding about Ibo names, especially. Mm. Um, my last you. question is, what do you want the world to know about your name or names in general? I want the world to know that like names are like a pure expression of love. Number one, they're also an expression of fun. And there are, there is almost like archiving a milestone that aligns to the position that you are at that moment in time. So full circle moment, but like that first story I taught, um, I told about, you know, running past those landmarks that my mom and my auntie gave me I see names as that like names are like landmarks so for example I know that my name inextricably linked to like the lineage of my paternal grandmother and um the way in which her like you know circumstances around her death um and also now inextricably linked to my maternal grandmother title like it's almost like a landmark it's almost like a way of archiving this happened around this time um so and I think that's really important about names and names can also be fun like I love it when um they don't always have to be serious for many people so they can be something fun so for example um I know people Kylie Jenner is running through my head now but for some reason I know that her, she named her child like Stormy mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's like a it's it's it, people might be like, oh, why would you name your child that? But to her, like, that's an important name. So I think names are fun. They're landmarks. They're kind of like land posts, and they're things that can generally ground you. Um, so I think that's the most important thing about names. And yeah, I hope I hope I taught someone something. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing. No worries. Thank you so much for having me, Juliana. This has been absolutely fantastic. It's always a celebration when we um, speak with each other. Oh yeah, for real. So good. I've literally learned so much. I need to like <laughs> learn some more <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like I need to take this like language learning a bit deeper. Like even what you said about in there, how the, the mm. tongue, the tones of, yeah, it's all, it's all mad and it's all interesting. But yeah, thank you so much. I'll send you an article actually, because I'm just looking at um, some like everyday, like it's so strange because whilst we're talking about this, um, I'm on my browser and I've got like, you know, tabs of stuff that I've written um, and I've read. And then one of them is like Igbo language and something, something. And I was like, oh, wow, we're talking about Igbo language and this is the thing that I can see. <laughs> Okay, now that's cool. Do you have any? I know you've got your po- your pod. Is it, mm. I don't know TBH. Can you Please. like share more about it? How do we listen to it, etc.? Yeah, sure. So like, we're I don't know to be honest. Pod that's I don't know TBH pod on um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, we are we are like as I've said, we're two friends, um, two 20 something Londoners. We just talk about everything and anything. Um, generally it's not a space to be, it's a space to be serious, but it's also a space that's like cultivated on just like being okay with like not knowing what's going on. We have like a dilemma section as well. So if anybody, we have loads of like 
really, really interesting dilemmas currently that we need to get through. But if anyone does ever want to send us a dilemma and hear what Michelle and I have to say, then do ping it along. Um, but yeah, uh, a bit about us. Do follow us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the No Shame in My Name podcast. Until the next time. Bye. forget to like share and follow our content we're on instagram at no shame in my name pods